Welcome to another episode of the Brutally Honest Podcast. I'm your host, Harrison Barron, and thank you for tuning in. I really appreciate it, guys. You know, I love the shit out of you for everything you guys do for me by subscribing and listening to me ramble constantly. 81 episodes in. I had to stutter on that one. I didn't know the exact number off the top of my head. Um, but as always, go check it out. BrutallyHonestPodcast.com. Instagram, Brutally Honest Podcast. Facebook, Brutally Honest Podcast. You get the gist. Um, but the website is coming along, doing a lot of work on there, and you'll be able to find the bios of everybody and stuff like that. Still in the process of being worked on. It is just It's just a constant work, you know, because there's always things changing, happening, and stuff like that. And I want to provide you guys with the best possible feedback um, that I can give. Also, toying around with the idea of possibly doing a summary of every episode um, and maybe even transcribing for to hit a new audience i think that would be pretty cool um at least that's my own personal opinion still have to figure that stuff out just want to give you a little update on things going on in my mind um as you all know i now have a new company called uh, baron media group where i am doing social media websites google adwords social media uh marketing and all that jazz so people who are like harrison what happened to you where have you gone you'll hear me start talking about it more and more and in conversations just because that's kind of where it's been going um but yeah that's just you know that's the gist of everything that's going on right now um and i want to introduce my guest today scott etline now scott is a very interesting human um he has become a good friend of mine and he is just super super laid back has a great conversation he has some very firm ideas on different things and i think that you're gonna like them because they i i questioned him as to why and he has very good supporting details of it um just a super super stellar dude very uh very down to earth and uh we talk a lot about beer and a bunch of other things um just the dude and uh so without any further ado please welcome my guest scott etline number three in the new studio <laughs> cool place you got some great posters up thanks man appreciate get it rid of the land shark uh, surfboard are you a land shark fan no that's a uh, ambev uh, uh oh brewery. so you don't go uh, any ambev no i will not drink anything owned by uh ambev or any of the large breweries now what's the reason behind that just to support local breweries or it's mass produced it tastes it tastes differently mm-hmm it really is different, and I haven't drank a um, non-craft beer since about 1988. Wow! So yeah, that's so you won't even drink beer if it's. If I would it's, rather have water if they don't have good beer or something I like. Really? Yeah, that's dedication right there. Yeah, it's. And you've given up Blue Point. I've totally given up Blue Point. It's a shame because their blueberry ale is fantastic, uh, but. Uh, all the major stuff, I believe, is being brewed in Newark now in the um, Budweiser plant. All the multi-packs and everything. Yeah. I think Optical Illusion and the Blueberry maybe get brewed here. It's a shame. I mean, you got to give it to the guys. They really uh, cashed in. No, absolutely. Uh, here's a question for you. Would Shoot. you do the same if you were in their position? Oh, totally. Okay. All right, so you don't blame them. No, okay. uh, congratulations, more <laughs> power to them. Um, no, that's that's great. I'm, that's some serious dedication on, on your end. I, I give you a lot of credit for uh, for committing like that. You know. Uh, yeah, my uh, girlfriend thinks I'm nuts. We used to drink a beer called Goose Island. Yes. And bought out. It was bought out, and I didn't realize it was bought out. Then I noticed the change in their IPA it tastes a little bit different. Yeah. And even though they bought them. Uh, Ambev, oh, they the did. Budweiser okay. group. Yeah. Jesus. They were getting just eaten up, man. You want to know what was crazy? What's that? Uh, uh, do you know who owns Brooklyn, by the way? Brooklyn Brewery? I don't know the guy's name off the top of my head. Okay, but I don't know. Been there many Ambev. times. No, Am- Brooklyn has been around in 
they're amazing. They do some really good stuff. Their okay. brown, their brown ale to me is reference standard, and they just came out with an amazing sour. Okay, that's really good. Um, I went to Norway about this time last year, a little back in like uh, I think early February, late late January, and um, almost every bar had Brooklyn beer in it. Oh, that's interesting. And uh, and nothing else from New York except that, and I was like, wow. Then they have a good distributor over there. Yeah, I was very, very impressed. Yeah. I was like, "Oh my goodness, this is brewed. This is brewed a couple hundred miles away from my house. Not what? even a couple hundred, I don't think. Not even. Uh, my whole thing. Uh, when I grow up, I really want to get into the beer business and uh, save uh, the world from bad beer. But <laughs> you I still actually, can. Well, I actually sent in. I wanted to be an intern at uh, Greenport, and they're like. What would a 50-year-old guy want to be doing this for? And I go, I'll mix hops. I'll carry stuff. Yeah. You know, I'll do whatever it takes. But, you know, you got to pay the bills. So Absolutely. I do a little bit of home brewing, but it's oh, more good. like chemistry to me. Yeah. So, and I was never very good at chemistry in high school, so <laughs> I've made a lot of shit. Hey, but, you uh, know what, though? It's, uh, uh, what is it? Uh, Tom, I think Thomas Edison said it. Uh, Failure is just one proven method of something that doesn't work. I think that was Edison. He yeah. uh, he had a lot of home runs with his inventions. Yes, he failed. I think almost, almost a thousand times in the uh, incandescent light bulb, though. Wow, um, interesting. You know, w one of my big things that I've tried to take on uh, as of this 2018 is um, is not even so much goal setting, but um, determination. Uh, I think is a very undervalued skill and and uh, trait that some people have, and people are like, oh, you know, you, you can't just be determined to do things. I'm like, Walt Disney went to 300 and something banks to get a loan to create Disney World. I find that really a great trait you say in that because most millennials, I think, uh, don't have the determination and such. And I think you're a millennial, right? Yes. 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 Yeah, that's uh, not typical. No, and no. That's good. That's um, good. There is hope for but, society. <laughs> uh, I, I like to think so. Um, but no, it's just, I do, I see it too often that people, they give up way too quick. I'm a, And I'm all for failing and failing as fast as possible. If I could figure out something that I'm either not good at, I suck at, just not a good fit for me, whatever it may be, I want to know immediately. I don't want to spend, you know, I, I'm... I know that I'm not mechanically inclined. Technology inclined, yes. Mechanically inclined, you give me a car, I'm going to look at that thing like it's got 13 heads. Unfortunately, just not gifted. Could I probably figure it out? Yeah. But I know that I'm not good enough to figure it out. I'm, not that I'm not good enough to figure it out, but the amount of time that I'm going to spend trying to figure out something as a hobby that has no financial, no impact gain, it doesn't even make me feel good. It just, you know, that is something that I know, you know, I failed. I failed quickly on I, You know, I tried to pull stuff apart and couldn't get it back the right way or it was very frustrating to me and I'm all about learning but it was just to the point where this isn't I'm not gaining anything other than a basic knowledge um, from it and you know that's one of the many things that I just learned that I can't do I would love to be handy I think uh, due to my DNA I'm not allowed to be handy I'm Jewish so I don't think we're allowed to own power tools <laughs> but um I do own power tools, and I try to be handy around the house, but I realize I do things three times. First time, I totally F it up royally. Yeah. Second time, I realize, oh, I'm 90% there. Let me do it one more time. And by the third time it comes around, I could have hired somebody and saved $2,500 yep. in the project. But I have all the cool tools. <laughs> I have all the cool tools. I just don't yes. know how to use them I just all. don't know how to use it. Um no, that, that is one thing I am blessed for. I, I built this room, you know. That's impressive. Shout out to my buddy Billy for doing the lights. I don't do lighting. I'll do electricity. That's I'm the not thing bad I don't do. with electrical. I am not bad. I'm not afraid of it. I once uh, bought a home that was all aluminum wiring, and the inspector mixed, missed it, and I figured out how to pigtail everything and wow. pigtailed everything. And I also, um, the guy was a total do-it-yourselfer and a... A total shit show. Oh, we man. had um, lighting fixtures in the ceiling without boxes behind them, just sitting with screws. So I had to fix that. But, uh, yeah, I could do that. Uh, 
You don't have the money, you learn how to do things. That is true. Yeah. That is true. Um, until you realize that it's not worth your time to exactly. do it. Uh, which I think is a lot of people's big downfall in life is they think that they can, you know, I'm a fan. I could, learn, I could probably learn how to do everything. You know, could I learn how to probably fix a motor? Yeah. Is it financially worth it? Do I get any satisfaction out of knowing how to do it? No. What's your time worth to you? Exactly. Yeah. You know, I think that's one thing that I think that's one of the biggest gaps between millennials and the generation before us, your generation is, you know, my parents, great example. My dad and my mom love them both dearly, but they don't understand the value of time to them where, you know, hey, it might cost me, let's just say cutting your lawn might cost you 200 bucks. But for the amount of time that you're going to spend, why wouldn't you invest your time in other areas where you'd be more efficient? 100% agree with you. When I was 12, my father said to me, you got to cut the lawn. Uh-huh. One thing I hate doing is yard work. Okay. And he said, I'm going to pay you. You're going to make $10 a week to cut the lawn. And I found a neighborhood kid to do it for $7 oh, a week. Oh, genius. I told him when he would come when my parents were at work. Uh-huh. And three and a half years, my dad did not know. I've given him a couple price increases. So uh-huh. I was up to like 12 bucks. Yeah, and you're and, just making money doing nothing. Yeah, and he got so pissed off when he found out. I'm like, Dad, I'm an entrepreneur. Yeah. Come on, figure it out. Yeah, oh, yeah. I hate doing your um, It's That's hysterical. You know, my room, messy. I, be, I, I I go home for eight hours a night. I sleep in my bed, and I get up and shower, go back to work, and do, or I'm out of the house. And uh, my mom thinks it's bizarre that I pay my little sister to clean my room. And it costs me like 20 bucks. You still live at home with your parents? Yes, I do. You are such a smart kid. Oh, yeah. Save Seriously, the money. Seriously, never, never move out. <laughs> My stepdaughter just moved back in with us, and uh, yeah, she's a genius. She's uh, milking it for all she can. Absolutely. I'm, I'm kidding. No, she totally helps out. She's amazing to her little brother and my two daughters. It's it's a good thing. Oh, um, yeah. That's a stack. But no, I, I realize, you know, if I clean my room, I'm very meticulous. I have to move everything, wipe it all down. Everything's got to be perfect. It's got to, you know, if it's not done my exact way, then I don't, then I, it'll take me forever. You know, cleaning my room could easily take me two, three, four, five hours because I have to do every little thing where I could pay my little sister 20 bucks. She comes in, takes her 20 minutes, wipes everything down, vacuums, whatever it is, does it, does the whole nine. And it's, and your parents aren't yelling at you that you have a messy room. Exactly. It's a beautiful. Day. Yeah. If, you know, for the, for the $20 it cost me that she's going to bang it out in two seconds, you know, does it have to be perfect? No. But if somebody else does it and it's okay for me, then I don't care. Right. You know, if right. it passes mom standards, but if it's me, I got to, you know, oh, let me go through this pile of paperwork. Oh, my God. You know, she doesn't care. She just slaps it all together. Good. Sitting there. It just looks good. Fine. Done. Sounds like you got a good deal. Oh, it's a great deal. My mom, my mom's like mind blown by it. And I go, you could get all the kids to clean. She clean the whole house. <laughs> Pay 20 bucks a room. It'll save you a whole day. You know? But that's my thing, you know. Hey, I realize that I'm not good at cleaning. I can't stand cleaning. Um, I was just, before I got into the insulation business, for three, about three years, I was a stay-at-home dad to uh, my little guy, who's now four and a half. Okay. And uh, one of the first things my girlfriend got us was a cleaning service. She said, you're a good straightener, but you really suck at cleaning, and this will keep us together. Um, <laughs> I can cook. Yep. I can, I can cook. I can cook. I can take care of kids. I can do whatever. I'm good at arranging play dates. I'm good at organizing or GCing things. Yeah. But cleaning? Oh no way. I'm. I'm hey, real, you, you know you, you know your strengths and, and weaknesses. Huge weakness my entire life. I blame my parents, but that's okay. <laughs> um. Speaking of insulation, so how did you get into the insulation? And I don't know your 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 history too much, but obviously there must have been some transition. Well, I was a stay-at-home dad. Okay. Uh, my background was high-end audio-video insulation. Oh, wow. Uh, Very interesting. Actually, back in the day, I worked for Crazy Eddie's uh, when okay. I was in high school. Yep. And... Um, then I, be, I went to college, became a manufacturer's rep. I repped 
20 different lines of audio video equipment, New York through Virginia, some high-end lines, uh, Monster Cable, one of them, Infinity speakers. Monster's huge. Monster's huge. It's not huge anymore? It still is. It's Um, a marketing machine. Yes. Uh, I'm sure you know Dr. Dre Beats. Yep. So Dr. Dre Beats piggybacked off Monster and then sold the brand to to Apple. Apple. And Monster Um, got nothing out of the deal. Which is crazy. That's typical Noli. Um, But but my big thing is that Monster is fairly fair priced, I would say, for what you get. Um, You know, everybody's like, oh, why do you buy Monster products? I'm like, Doc, if Dr. Dre could build a billion dollar brand on the backbone of Monster, why does every other product suck of theirs? They're all great. Just Monster developed that. Monster is an amazing marketing company. Uh, using quality materials will uh, definitely improve the sound. Could I justify spending a thousand? This is going back to before HDMI and (laughs) stuff like that. Could I justify spending $750 on a one-meter audio cable? Oh, probably not. No. CD sound. Things have come down quite a bit. Yeah. Uh, You know, they used to have sound rings that you put on CDs back in the day, audio CDs, to make them sound different. It's an amazing marketing company, and Noli is a genius. But, yeah, I did that for a bunch of years. And then uh, got out of that, we start, I started my own, uh, with a few friends of mine, my own uh, internet company back in 99. Yes, I remember you saying this. And uh, we were doing configuration software with content and everything and raised $7 million. We were about to go into our second round of funding, needed $14 million to launch. And back in uh, 2000, the market crashed. Oh, man. And the guy I was working with uh, decided to go into a different direction, and we closed up the company. And after that, I got into high-end audio-video installs, running companies in, in Manhattan. Most of the people that were my clients, we had to sign NDAs with, and I couldn't even talk about who we did. Yeah. They were amazing clients. We did fantastic, sound, you know, million-dollar sound systems. Jesus. In people's homes, our average install was about fifty thousand. Did a lot of hundred thousand dollar installs. It was fun. That's insane. Yeah, and then uh, two thousand and eight, again the market crashed. Yeah, and the guy I was working for decided he didn't need an ops manager. They was paying big bucks, and uh, I was without a job. Damn. He closed it up, and at that time I. Uh, tried to figure out what I was going to do and I was coaching my daughter's soccer team Mm -hmm. and one of the guys I was coaching with had a hair care distribution company with a line of hair care and he goes I'll teach you you could sell anything I'll teach you about it and I took over Nassau County for him and uh, got his business up from doing like 10 grand a month to 50 grand a month in Nassau County I became a partner invested in his company and a lot of stuff, but long and the short of it, after Hurricane Sandy, mm-hmm. he uh, decided to shut the company down, and I lost my investment. Oh. At that time, giving you the whole long and the short of yeah, it. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, I appreciate I, this. I love hearing about this stuff because everybody thinks, you know, hey, this person did this. Or, you know, hey, look at this person, you know. What was Tim Cook's life before Apple? You know, nobody yeah. knows. You know, this is that's the best part about this. I get to hear all about that stuff. So going through a divorce... Uh, and um, Hurricane Sandy comes, you know, three months after I get separated, I meet, like, the person that blew me away. Mm-hmm. She's amazing, and uh, we actually had a 12-hour date on a Tuesday. Nice. And I was, like, smartest woman in the room, coolest woman, fantastic. And we decide to move in together, and after Hurricane Sandy... Uh, I move into her house. Our neighbor's tree fell and took out both of our cars, our retaining wall. On top of the cars, it did about $100,000 worth of damage to our house. We were, we were without electricity for four and a half weeks. Oh, my goodness. And she got pregnant. Oh, man. Well, congratulations yeah. on that. Yeah. So she was an executive for Northwell, and I was trying to figure out what I could do. And she said, well, we can't have the little guy in daycare from 
you know, seven in the morning mm -hmm. all day. So while I was looking for a job, she took care of taking care of me mm -hmm. and the child support. And she, my two daughters, uh, who are now 15 and 12, you know, she treated them like they were her own kids. She had a daughter who was uh, in college at the time. Okay. So now all of a sudden we're this huge blended family. Mm-hmm. And uh, it works out. And I stayed home with the little guy for three years looking for work and trying to figure out what I wanted to do when I grow up. And uh, it was a good thing. I met the guys from USA Insulation because I saw their commercial and they came in and they insulated my house. Nice. We did the walls. We have a draft, drafty old cape in Northport. Okay. Built in the 50s. We did the walls. We did the seal, the attic. Yeah. We did the basement, the band joist, where the uh, wood meets the foundation. We yeah, sprayed yeah. that. We insulated the ceiling, and we did the garage ceiling. And my heating bills went down by a third, and my kids stopped complaining that it was cold in the house. It, it worked that quickly. It was that amazing. It took, you know, I could tell the difference within, it took about a week and a half to cure and get uh -huh. good, but our heating bills went down by a third. It's an amazing product. And then you just said, hey, I want to go And I became company. friends with the sales manager. And I was about, I decided, you know what? I can't be a stay-at-home dad anymore. It's too hard. Yeah. It's the hardest gig I've ever had. Most rewarding, but super hard. Yeah. Uh, there were three stay-at-home dads in Northport. Two of them were young enough to be my kids. Mm -hmm. And the other guy, we ended up going to the bar all the time <laughs> with the kids for happy yeah. hour and then walking home walk into the bar with yeah. the strollers. So I told the guys I was going to go look for a job in the city, and they said, come, we'll teach you the business. And that was last November. Okay. And I've been doing it ever since. It's an amazing, amazing company. We have a good staff. We have an, a great product. I don't want to say amazing because I kind of sound like Donald Trump. I don't want to use too many superlatives and stuff, <laughs> but uh, it's a really good product. No, it, re it really is. So, um, uh, for anyone who hasn't figured out, or you might not, you probably don't even know. Uh, a lot of times when I'm on the show, I don't always get to meet people before they come on the show. If it's a if it's a very high class referral, which you were, um, <laughs> uh, you you know, you I, so I, full of shit. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, but we could thank Mike for that one. Yes. Um, you know, it's. I usually don't, uh, you know, it's a quick phone call. We had a phone call, and uh, we had to, unfortunately, we had to reschedule a podcast. No big deal. Um, but I don't always get to meet the people before they come on the show. So a lot of these times I get to go, I have to go on blind. And uh, I knew that you had done installation, but I didn't really know exactly what kind of installation it was. I didn't get, didn't really get too much time to do my homework. And I like to learn more from, from the person that, right. I, that I'm dealing with and knowing more about the product or getting too in-depth about the product than sometimes the per person that I speak with. Um but I never had any idea. I, I had a general idea of what what foam insulation was, but I had no idea the applications or anything like that. And you've obviously educated me quite a bit. But it's pretty wild to see that you you know went through this huge transition to end up doing home insulation. You know what? It's a great, it's a good thing. I it started off as a part time job because I had to take care of my little guy, mm -hmm. pick him up after school and stuff. But I'm pretty much working full-time with it. It's, I love it. I get to go out and meet really, really cool people and have adult conversation. Yeah, And absolutely. it's all about the adult conversation and possibly getting fed. I ask people to feed me when I'm at their house, That's which works. Because yeah. if you break bread with people, they're most likely to uh, do business, do with, business with you. That's pretty funny. Yeah, ah, it's always hey, whatever been works. one of my philosophies. You know, I really, I like to listen a lot uh -huh. to see what the problem is. My goal isn't to go in there and make a killing on somebody. Mm -hmm. If they have just one little area that's a problem, I'm going to say that's the problem. This is how we're going to fix it. If you want to go with us, fantastic. If you don't, these are the things not to look with. I don't want to run. I want to solve problems. Yeah. I don't want to run up insulation bills because that's how you build the company. The company I work for is a franchise. The franchise has been around since '85, but we've only been on Long Island for a little bit over two years. Okay. And oh, so the company's very new. Then. The company's really, really new. They have an amazing management team. Our office manager is really 
really good, keeps us all on point. Mm -hmm. The um, general manager who does sales, who's the guy that initially got me into it, is been in the construction industry for years. Mm -hmm. And the um, lead installer, you ever meet somebody that doesn't promise you everything, but then goes the extra mile to make sure it's done like it's his own home? Of course. That's my install manager. He's amazing. This guy, Mike, and uh, the whole crew, the whole team are a bunch of really good young guys who want to do the right thing by people. That's awesome. So, yeah, it's a great company. And I feel great being a part of it and putting my name towards it. I would not... Uh, be with them if it wasn't something I didn't believe in and if it wasn't a product that really works. Yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. I'm a, you know, I'm a firm believer and and I had the the luxury of, of meeting uh, somebody from another company a little while back and then obviously they made no impact on me because I don't remember the name but I remember what they did and they did something along the lines of uh, insulation and, and, and home insulation and I got to pick their brains too but I never really knew the full in-depth of it. I just knew that you know, I love products where there's, you could see the immediate effects of it. For example, solar. You put mm -hmm. solar in a house, you see the immediate effect of, hey, my, my, my bills are lower, you know, it, you know, I could, the, you know, my neighbor had power in the middle of the hurricane because, or right after the hurricane, because he had solar panels on, right. or, you know, hey, you know, we lost power for four hours. Well, his pool heater and stuff like that is still running because he's got solar, um, you know, th this is the same kind of thing. You know, you install it. There's an immediate effect. Well, it's not immediate. It takes uh, anywhere from a couple of days to about a week for it to completely cure. The pro We do mainly retro work. You're not going to have to do any. We do nothing, very little from the inside uh, mm -hmm. in terms of insulating walls. We do it from the outside in, and we could almost insulate almost any type of wall. We would take off... Uh, your siding, mm -hmm. a strip of siding, and then every uh, in every single bay, we would drill one hole and fill it completely with foam. Mm -hmm. And uh, then we would plug the hole, put the siding back up. So you're completely air sealing, mm -hmm. and we're doing it from the outside in, no mess on the inside. Yeah, you, know, yeah, you don't have to worry about it. It's really, you know, it's a good product. There's a slight odor for a small amount of time mm -hmm. and once you air it out for a few hours sometimes up to a day everything yeah. is good and we're not and the interesting thing about our foam it goes in kind of not to get technical or anything and it is a completely get green, technical Nah, yeah. i'm not a technical type oh. of guy <laughs> so it goes in like a shaving cream yes it hardens like a styrofoam cup the great thing about it is you could snake wires through it. Uh -huh. Say you have a problem in one of your <coughs> one of your walls, uh -huh. an electrical or a pipe. Mm -hmm. You're going to cut the cut the sheetrock with a sheetrock knife. Mm -hmm. Then you're going to use an exacto knife, cut out a piece of the foam uh -huh. to exactly where the problem is. Yeah, you take it, take that out, uh -huh. and you're going to fix the pipe, put the foam back in, and respackle, and it's. Done. It's done. It's really Oh, so it kind of comes all out as it's one It's like a unit. puzzle. Yeah. yeah. It's almost like a, oh, wow. a puzzle. I mean, I put rear speakers in the... I did a home theater, uh -huh. and I had a snake of wire, and I got the wire right through, easy peasy, uh -huh. nicely done. Um, we also do uh, insulation in attics. Mm -hmm. In the attics, we don't use foam. If it's an open attic, we'll use a wool fiber combo, that uh, gives you the highest R value and will blow in. What is an R value? Uh, resistance to heat. Okay. To the transfer of heat. That's what it's called. Okay. Basically, um, most homes built before 1980, there was no real code for insulation. When Why we, did that change? Do you know? Or? Uh, the energy crisis, I'm okay. assuming. I don't know. Uh, I'm, people I'm wanted to be. Curious. People, fuel <laughs> got expensive. Yeah. People wanted to be warm in their homes. Now, you know, in the 80s, it was R19 in the attic, uh -huh. which would be about uh, half, three quarters of a foot of insulation okay. just covering the stud bay. Back then, they used to use, and they still do, they use the fiberglass batting insulation. Okay. Uh, or they use blown insulation, which is usually a... Um, 
cellulose. It's cellulose, which is basically recycled newspaper that's treated with boric acid okay. to prevent rats and yeah. animals from nesting in it, but they still go in on it. And it also deteriorates over time. I did not know that. Yeah, so I know boric acid is no good. Yeah. A house built in 19, say you had a house built in 1975, they did a layer of flown in insulation. Back in the day, it was all the way up to the stud bay. Mm-hmm. Now you're probably, it compresses and deteriorates. You're probably about half of what it should be. And now. Just over gravity and time. Gravity, just time. You know, and vibration, things, letting it settle. Yeah, just settling, deterioration, you know, humidity and mm-hmm. cold tend to break down a product. Same thing goes with batting insulation. Over time, things break down. Mm-hmm. With our wool fiber combo, uh, it doesn't break down as easily. Um, the cool thing is if, God forbid, you have a roof leak, if it gets wet, uh-huh. it will dry if you put fans up there. Okay. Um, but, yeah, code now, believe it or not, is R39 in attics. Oh, my God. And how many inches is that? It's about uh, two, and a half, two and a half feet. Oh, my God. Two feet, I would say. That is a tremendous difference. Yeah. That's code recommend, recommend, recommended is R49, which is even higher. But you do that, you're going to save on your heating bills con- considerably. So, and that's every house needs to have that. Every house needs to have that in their attic. Walls, you probably have batting insulation that is... What is batting insulation? The traditional pink fiberglass stuff okay. you see yeah, yeah, yeah. in Home Depot. But Absolutely. Back then, you didn't have to caulk around. If you're doing batting insulation now, the code is you need to caulk around, fire caulk the whole bit. But that's only going to give you um, like R15 in the wall or something like okay. that. With US, with our insulation that we do retro reef from the outside in, our foam, you're completely air sealing, and it's going to give you 5.1 per inch of our value. So it's going to give you a minimum in a typical stud bay of like R19, R20. Uh, okay. So And it's completely air sealing. So now I have a question for you. Sure. Uh, now, what if you have a home where your attic is a separate, is like a third floor almost? Okay. You know, um... I have friends of mine that have that, but it's it's unfinished. You know, it's are they using it for finished area? Well, or will they eventually? Yeah, I mean, the the idea of eventually it will be. You know, there are a couple ways to do that. Mm-hmm. You really don't want to put insulation up against the roof because then you're going to be creating a hot roof. Okay, and that's going to um, the life of the roof is not going to last as long. Really? What I like to do in attic, you know, capes and stuff like that. My house is a cape. You um, put batting, you blow into the soffits, Mm -hmm. run baffles up for, baffle is like a little channel that's going to take the cold air and bring it up to the vents, Mm -hmm. but it allows your roof to breathe. Then you're going to put batting insulation up against the knee wall. So you're basically making like an igloo out of that room. So everything's completely uh, temperature controlled, but yeah, I would do blown in blown in insulation there, and uh, batting insulation on the walls. You can blow the slope of your roof, but not that many people do that. You could also do the flat part of the roof in a cape, mm-hmm. where the ceiling is. You would drill in. That's one of the few times we do things via. Um, the inside of the house. I got you. We would drill in and put in blown-in insulation. I got. Oh, put yeah. in blown-in insulation. Yeah. Okay. And there, spray foam is more for the walls, and then we also do spray foam, which is not a big part of our business, but in the basement. Mm-hmm. How many houses do you know that have rodent problems in the basement? Lots of them. Well, thankfully, not too many I know in Bayport. None that I know in Bayport, but I don't, it's not really one of those things that people would admit. I think. Well, you where the foundation meets the wood, uh-huh. you usually have little cracks that mice can get through. Yep, absolutely. When you do a basement, when we like to do a basement, uh, and you also have air gushing through. Yep. You ever notice your kitchen floors and floors are sometimes cold? It's because yeah. of all the air coming into your basement. Mm. If you have an unfinished basement or even a finished basement, what we do is we'll spray the. It's called the band joist with uh-huh. t- approximately two inches of foam. 
and that will prevent any um, infiltrations of air or animals. Mm-hmm. And then we would put like a nice thick uh, fiberglass insulation in the ceiling of the basement. Gotcha. Um, doesn't pay cost effectively to spray foam a basement because mm. you're only going to get a couple of inches. It's going to be expensive. Yeah. I'd rather just do the band joists with the spray foam and then do um, the batting insulation. And we also, in attics, we seal, we do air sealing, seal up hi-hats and stuff like that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah no, it's a huge, huge money saver. Um, you know, that that's... One of the perks, I guess, of being in a fire, being a part of a firehouse and a fire department is the fact that you get to go into random people's homes. And as weird as that sounds, you kind of look around to see, you know, what do people have? You know, um, you're kind of trained for a different mentality in in that world where you're always looking for something different, you know, and mm-hmm. not, not in so much a bad way, but, you know, hey, what is this house? Why is this house like this? You know, why is... What do they have? You know, you cut. You know, even if it's just for a uh, a normal, I don't say normal BS call, but you know, you get an you get your quote unquote automatic alarm. Your smoke detector goes off. Well, your firehouse, your local firehouse gets alerted. They come, they just check it out, make sure everything's okay. You know, you call, um, you know, burn food on the stove. Common thing. You yeah. know, it happens. We get that. You know, we come in. But the nice part is you get to see people's houses. You know, um, I was at a fire a couple of years ago where. The house that we were going to wasn't in Bayport, but it was the house had a hoarder in it, and I mean a real hoarder. Um, you know, the fire was on the second story in what looked to be, um, I think, in the bedroom where it had spread just to the bedroom. I didn't go in the house, but a uh, another firefighter from a local department was up there, and uh, he couldn't even figure out where the fire was because there's just so much stuff in the room um, yeah and, and unfortunately the only way to get around this is he had to he had to break the window so he could allow clean air in and smoky air out but he was also throwing stuff out the window to try to find where it was and and unfortunately that's you know that's that's the 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 truth of it um but it was just insane because you don't always think about those things. And it kind of, you know, to bring this back to insulation is, you know, it's one of those things where you don't really realize how much of a difference a really good insulation job is. And I've and I've had the luxury of going into both. You know, hey, I, my friend's house gets hot in two seconds and right. it stays hot forever. Um, you know, and then I have other houses where you go into them and you're like, why is your house always cold? You know, or why is it, you know, even in... Or why is it always way too hot, you know, depending on the, the season change? The cool thing about our product, you're a firefighter, you'll like this. I just didn't want to forget to mention it. ADD really sucks, so I'm going to jump right into it. Um, our foam is fire resistant. I saw also that. also mold resistant. It does have to be too, by the way. Yeah. Um, but yes, it was. I did see that. Uh, and my big thing is, is sound absorption, you know. It really helps. They say up to 80%. Uh, I won't put a number on it in my own personal opinion, but mm-hmm. in my house, uh, because I, I my home theater, mm-hmm. we did a couple of the walls. My, and the yeah, wall just move next, this a little closer to you. The wall next to um, the uh, kids' room, they don't complain when I'm playing, when I'm watching Save It Private Riot at 2 a.m., so it does definitely help. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, that's one thing that I'm going to be looking into, looking into for this for this small room is is just to do you know an additional wall of insulation. And for this, I would recommend panels. Do the panels. I oh the sound absorption. Sound panels. absorption. The uh, my neighbor love the guy uh, happens to be a music teacher. Right. So I get and and it wouldn't even be for yeah and it's not even for the temperature control. I personally like a cooler room. It is freezing in here. Oh, is it? Do you want me to? I know. Uh, good, good, good. Uh, I, I love it. You know, John, yeah. my, my buddy John's always like, it's always so cold in here. I'm like, that's I, I don't turn the heater on for that reason. Right. Uh, I operate, you know, once it's too hot, I'm like, I get deliriously tired. But, uh, you know, every once in a while, the kids are playing, hammering away on the drums, and some of them are much better than others. Um, you know, you get a lot of that 
that noise coming in. Not oh, yeah. that it's bad, but you can hear, and I'm not sure if you can hear it on the mic. I haven't. I've listened to it, and I can't quite find where they picked up and started playing. Um, but that was one of my things: is just to kind of seal or kind of absorb as much as that sound of, as possible. That helps a ton. That little one oh, yeah. right there. That's huge. Because I'm extremely loud. Yeah. Um. So I put. I made sure I sat on this side, so that way when I blast against yeah. that wall, it doesn't reverberate back. These. That's fantastic. That stuff really works. We've done. I've done a lot of theaters. Okay. In my day, with that stuff on the wall, uh, thicker carpeting would help. That's yep. But this is. Uh, I had to go to Home Depot, and the guy thought I was insane, and I said, "No, you don't understand how important the carpet is in the room." And uh, he's like, why is that? And I go, I'm looking for cheap carpet because I'm trying to fall on a budget here. But I'm also looking for the longest fiber and the thickest carpet right. to absorb all the sound. And, and this is the one I came up with. Your biggest problem is that cinder block wall. Yes, I do you know that. You have sound bouncing off of that big time. Yep, yep. So I might have to. I'm, I'm toying around with the idea of covering a ch- at least a chunk of this wall with that sound absorption material. I but would do that. That stuff is not expensive. Um, but I'm trying to figure, because I might get a logo made for up here. Um, and I'm not sure exactly what I'm going to be doing up here. And then, uh, obviously, my TV will be going up in that, that yeah. corner as well. The room's coming along. You know, I'm still, cool. still pretty new in hey, here. Hey, consider how many weeks are you in here? Uh, two weeks, I think. Looks looks really lived in. Uh, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. No, it's a good thing. It's, uh, guys, it's neatly lived in. It's uh, not bad. Yeah. It doesn't look like um, a dorm room or actually anything. Actually, you would appreciate this. So those tap handles down there, yeah. I'm going to be building a – I'm not sure exactly what we're going to build yet, but we might do something along the lines of – I have access to a large variety of tap handles. Um, and I'm going to be building some kind of thing that will house the tap handles so they'll all be displayed and uh, you know it'll just be something cool and unique in the room as well. Something like that along that wall. That's what. That's what kind of what we're thinking. Maybe like a little shelf here. Almost like a bar. Yes. Get a nice piece of wood and then put the tap handles in. Yes, that's exactly what we're thinking about doing. Maybe put the kegs underneath. We're thinking about a kegerator. I think a kegerator would be really cool. I love it, but who's paying for the beer? Dude, man, you're going to be successful. Oh, I'm not worried about it. Actually, I shouldn't even say who's paying for the beer. I'm not even worried about the beer. Who's drinking all the beer? Because if I'm drinking that much beer... I'm probably not getting too much work done. It depends. <laughs> and, it, you know, you got to be creative. <laughs> um, but no, it's, we're turning this slowly into the greatest man cave of all time. I think, you got, I think um, you're well on your way. Uh, you know, I got, I got a couple more lights hopefully coming in the near future. And then we have the dartboard. We're throwing around the idea of a ping pong table. And, you could, uh, like, rent couch. this out for frat parties or no, bachelor parties, too. Just to hang out in? Just hang out in. Maybe not a bad idea. That's not a bad idea. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you know, it's coming along for for two weeks of of work and whatnot, and hey. trying to trying to build the company on uh, and on and build the room budget. Yeah, shoestring <laughs> budget and uh, on on time. You know, people like I like for example today I got to work at I got here at like eleven thirty. I call it work. You know, it it is technically work, and uh, you know, people are like oh, you know. Must be nice to be able to go whenever you want. I'm like, well, I worked till eleven o'clock last night, so I did my twelve hours yesterday, and you probably only worked eight and had an hour lunch. You know, I ran out for five minutes, got pizza, and came back and kept working. You know, you have one of the greatest cheesesteak places around. Which one? Uh, over in Blue Point uh, on Montauk. Uh, yes, I think it's Ultimate Philly. Ultimate. Uh, I'm trying to remember the name. It's the best. Oh, cheese. Uh, I think I know exactly what you're talking about. Right on the border of Patchogue and Blue Yes, Blue, right? it's the best uh, cheesesteak north of uh, Trenton, New Jersey. It's amazing. You really like that place. I love that place. You got something better? I'll listen. It does have really beyond Philly. Beyond Philly, yeah. Um, interesting. Love that. Place. I've had somebody else tell me it's really good too. And I went there when they first opened. I really wasn't terribly impressed. No, no. They do a good job. He also does fried pickles, which are kind of good. I'm a big foodie. And oh, I, I am love too. Cheese steaks. It, oh, it does look like it's come quite a bit of ways. Yeah. Um, interesting. Yeah, because last time I went there, but when they first opened, and, and this is years and years ago now, but sandwich, it, it was a good-sized sandwich, but there was no meat on it. Oh, no. This is good. This is good. Yeah. Worth it. Totally worth it. All right, good. Beach schlepping down to Philly. Beach schlepping down to Philly. And I've done I will, that. I will, uh, I know friends that have done that. Yes. I was toying around with the idea 
of of doing uh, late night runs to all of different states for food. I used to do that in college. We used to uh, go from New Brunswick to Union, New Jersey, to the closest White Castle, until uh, it just the neighborhood got too sketchy. Uh, not a fan of White Castle. I used to be. I haven't had it in thirty years. Not a fan. It's all bread, and then they get your paper thin patty, and I was just like. But you can have 30, 40 at one sitting. I don't want to eat that much food to have to feel content. Yeah. And then you feel like garbage for three days later. Oh, yeah. I can't do it now. I'm, you get old. You can't do things. Uh, this is cool. I like. All right. So Beyond Philly. I got to check it out now. That's. I mean, that's the name of the place. Yeah. hundred five-star rating for me. Interesting. Yeah. I would equate it to um, Pat's in Philly. Really, really, really that quality. Really? All yeah. right. Good to know. I will, uh, I'm will. i definitely going to have to he check it out He does whiz the whole bit, just like they do it down there. And then you don't have to go into that. You know, Philadelphia is like the armpit of America. I say New Jersey is. I'm from New Jersey. I'm going to kick the shit out of you. Uh, I, I knew that never, was coming. I, I knew it when I said it. And, I, you know, I'm still – I'm a New Yorker, bro. That's how we all are. I've been on the, <laughs> I've been on the island for <laughs> 17 years, 18 years. Maybe more. I love the island. I just don't like traveling on the island. Traveling sucks, I especially mean, in busy times. I mean, I don't think I'd live anywhere else on the island other than Northport. Okay. Very, very cool town. No cell service. Uh, pretty much. Yeah. We uh, we have two breweries in Northport. Yes. Uh, Sand City, which is good if you like IPAs. Yep. I'm not a huge IPA fan. Okay. Been there, done that. And there was uh, Head of the Harbor just opened up. The guy that owns Whale's Tail just uh, opened that up. And last year their beer sucked. Okay. Because he really... Yeah. I saw him a few weeks ago and he said that uh, they uh, didn't have a good consistency because they had their their vats that they were heating. Uh They had to use pilot light. They were using a pilot light rather than electric. And they have a like breezeway that uh, air was coming through. So that could explain it. But I did have one of his new beers a few weeks ago, and it was quite good. Uh, it was a Blondale that was really, really good. Interesting. What a weird – well, you're a big craft brew guy, so I can talk to you about this. But isn't it crazy how sh- overnight it just exploded? People were waiting. I mean, how many Bud Lights or Coors Lights can you drink? There's no taste. I know guys that will suck down 100 of them in yeah, a day. Yeah, nah. <laughs> yeah, no. And then have the shits for a week. Uh, um, yeah, the, yeah, there are downfalls to it. Yeah, um, I mean, I my first exposure to craft was a company called Pete's Wicked Ale. Okay, I don't way before your time. Yeah, I, I was gonna say that, I've never heard of Pete's think, Wicked Ale. Uh, late eighties. Okay, uh, around the same time as Sam Adams. Okay, came in and just flavorful beers. New England Brewing Company used to do a Christmas ale that was amazing. Okay. And I think they're out of business now. But uh, there's so many great beers out there to have. No, I agree 100%. I was actually pretty disappointed. Uh, I had a uh, Breckenridge Vanilla Porter. You were disappointed? I find that really tasty. It was really tasty. Too heavy? And then Anheuser-Busch bought it out. Oh, yeah. Yep. Did not know that. And, yeah, I, and I realized the change because the first time I had it, I was like, this is the great, this might be the single-handedly greatest beer I have ever, I love porters, I love the dark beers. I'm a Guinness guy. I'll drink Guinness all day Guinness long. This is good. Um, I'm glad you'll drink Guinness. Um, I do it a little differently. I will have a spider bite. Yeah, spider bite's good. With uh, cider. But it's brewed right over here. No, no. It's called the spider bite. Oh, okay. Spider uh, bite is a beer too, by the way. Yeah, I know. I've, he, um... Is it him that goes into all of the uh, farmer's markets? I think I see him at the farmer's market. Uh-huh. Is it Spider Bite or somebody else? But um, you do Guinness with cider. Oh, interesting. And the cider is sweet, uh-huh. but it's cut by the Guinness. It's really a nice combination. Oh, interesting. I've never or heard Or if that. you like Guinness, do a blueberry ale Ooh. with Guinness. That's kind of interesting. Yes. But it's just, it's crazy to see that this huge transition, almost I feel like overnight, 
of hey, you know, have you tried this craft brew? Have you tried this craft brew? It's beautiful. And I and and I think one of the, my favorite things about it is. I've, I was concerned for a little while that I thought it was it might be a dying art of, hey, let's brew, you know, something unique. And then all of a sudden this major transition happened. And now it's, you know, if you're a good brewmaster, you're in extremely high demand. That's so true. Uh, it's getting a little very weird. They're, they're yes. doing some avocado beer I saw yes. the other day. Why I'll not try it, though, you know? I'm gonna, I'll try um, it. Uh, sriracha beer. Yeah, uh, I don't like that. I've that's, had that. I've had chili. Um, uh, Oma Gang makes a yeah. Uh, a they did a fire and ice for Game of Thrones a couple years yes. back, and they had a chili, I've, a chili beer. I had that. That was. I don't want to say bad. It was so different. Yes. I couldn't get past it. Initially, it was really good, but then the ending of it was very strange. Very strange. Yes. Um, yeah. It's just a, it's a very, and it's almost, you know, as time goes on, and and one of my favorite things about living in this time is it's such a huge, we're living in such a major change in, in time like we've never seen before. Things are changing so fast. You have accessibility. You can get things in two, you can get, fucking New York City, you can get things in two hours. Yep. You can have it shipped to you in two hours. That's been going on for a while. Years ago, there was a company in New York when I uh, was working there called Urban Fetch, and you could get anything from Krispy Kreme donuts to porn within two hours. It was fantastic. CDs, everything, and their pricing yeah. was so good. But Amazon is unbelievable. Um, My son is on the first name uh, basis with our Amazon and driver and the of uh, mailman yeah. yeah um it's just it's it's, it's too wild much, i think but one of the things that i love about this is we get to we we're we're building these small communities and this is and this is part of to tie into my business too but you're building these very small communities like there is a there is a huge community around hot sauce oh yeah and these micro brew hot i don't know if you brew but you do have to cook creation yeah yeah like you're it's just incredible that you have these now small families of of or cultures of communities that are hey let's do hot sauce is going to be our thing yeah maple, maple syrup syrup is huge now like i had them costco so uh, costco ironically had it and it was 15 dollars for a thing the size of this cup right and it was it was uh what is it cask aged maple syrup scary and it was phenomenal i have chipotle maple syrup at home and it is outrageously delicious it's i think people are not going to accept mediocrity not when anymore can, when you can get something really really good out there for a few dollars more and i'm willing to spend the extra money for a better product absolutely so um you know it's yeah, you can go to a bar and you can save money by ordering a Bud Light. But are you going to get, you know, my my big thing is how, you know, cost versus satisfaction. Oh, yeah. And that goes with everything. You know, I looked at dartboards the other day because we, we, we just got a dartboard in house. And, um, you know, one thing that blew my mind was how many people are willing to sell you a dartboard and brands and styles and this and that. And it's like, it's just, it's incredible that... This probably would have never happened, or if it did, it would have never happened on such a big scale. That now, because of the internet, you can say, "Hey, you know, there's, there's a, there's a community around every almost everything." Thing. Yep. Mind blowing. It is really, and it's sad a little bit. Why too. do you say that? I think there's too much information out there, too much screen time. Well, now everybody has a voice. I mean, honestly, I don't want to, you know, I'll, I'll go to bed re not reading a newspaper or a book, but reading on my iPad in bed. Why not? I'm old school. You know, it, it's what, what blows my mind is presidents ran countries with less powerful computers than our iPhone. Yeah. And now we have... You know, th uh, the amount of computing power in an iPhone could send somebody to space. And anybody who doesn't believe that, go back to the 60s and look at the computers they oh, had yeah. to what we have now. And it's 
64, what did they run on? 64 gig, you know. Megs. Megs, Megs. yeah. You know, we just, we just sent a rocket to space and landed it back on Earth with, you know, yes, the main body of the Falcon, Falcon Heavy ended up in the ocean, unfortunately, due to a small malfunction. But first of all, Elon Musk's story, ridiculous. Secondly, we had two of the booster rockets land almost simultaneously back exactly where they were supposed to land. It's amazing. With the only thing lost being the, the main part of the rocket, which sucks, but, you know, we'll fix that. But all other than that, all they used was fuel. Yep. That's insane. Who knows where we're going to be in 10 years, in 20 years. It's, it's scary. I love it. What's the world going to be like for my four-and-a-half-year-old? When he graduates high school, yeah, you know my and to because we're we're wrapping up our hour and I don't okay. I don't want to keep you, but you know one of the one of the craziest things is is your generation and even the generations before you guys they could have never even thought about what an iPhone was going to be, you know earlier in your generation you probably would have never you know maybe you would have had an idea that you know you might have a portable device that might be able to make calls, but the fact that I used to work in a restaurant. Where the cook, when it was slow, would FaceTime his kid so he could hang out with his son for an hour in the middle of the day. You know, more content is is consumed on a day-to-day basis. But what's even crazier to think is what is next? I'd love to find out because I'd love to cash in on it. Because, you know, the iPhone X, and I don't have an iPhone X yet, but, you know, the iPhone X, everybody's like, oh, you know, I got the new iPhone X. That's cool, but the iPhone X is going to be a piece of shit in four in four years, if not sooner. Yeah, yeah, literally, if not sooner. It's like, but then again, Google Glass never took off. Google Glass stopped it. Google stopped Google Glass because they realized that they're putting out a product that's not as good as it could be, and then they they halted this. The, yeah, I didn't know that. Oh yeah, the um, like the you know Microsoft Hololenses, mm-hmm. like. That's cool, but how cool is it going to be when it looks like Google Glass? You know, for yeah. anyone who doesn't know what the Hololens looks like, it's a giant, almost helmet you put on that has goggles over it, and, you, and it creates augmented reality. But the craziest part is, we're going to get contact. I, I, almost promise we're going to get contacts in our eyes that we could just slap on, and we don't need to have this huge harness over our head. It's going to come from the solidity in our body because that can yep. produce electrical energy, and that's what's going to be the next big thing. you know. But I'm not even talking about that. What's going to happen in 40 years, yeah. 50 years? Because that shit's going to happen in well, 10. I won't be around for that. You know, 50 it's, years. Yeah, but, it, but I, there's a good chance you, I might be. Yeah. You know, that's the craziest I just part. Think about how far things have come. Yep. Hey, you want to start a microbrew? Pop in your your yeah. your lenses and now start watching videos. And hey, you know this is this is how you do your own sp- your own foam insulation. Right. And you could just you know literally watch a tutorial as you're doing it. Yep. But uh, getting back to foam insulation, uh, check out if you guys have time. Go to YouTube and Google USA insulation. We have an amazing YouTube video that explains everything about our product. Um, My company is local. We're located in Amityville. Feel free to give us a call. um, And we will come down. We offer free estimates. And again, we're problem solvers. We're not here to run up insulation bills. And uh, if you're uncomfortable in your own home and you're paying too much for your energy, give us a call. We'll help you out. I like it. How do people contact you? Do you have any social media? Do you um, give out an email? I don't recommend phone phone numbers. Yeah, email is s-e-t-l-i-n-e at usainsulation.net. Mm. I was trying to come up with a longer one, but no, nah, couldn't do it. <laughs> but uh, contact us. Tell us. If you mention this podcast, we will offer a a 10% discount on any work you're oh, going. Look at that. I just offered that up. I'm going to get my ass handed to me, but uh, we'll take good care of you just to That's see cool. what type of reaction we get to Harrison's show. There you go. I like it, folks. Uh, by the way, a little uh, shameless plug for myself. Uh, I've had a handful of people that have been on the show um, say that somebody reached out on the show to them in regards to what they do. So there is some some kind of Let's business see. happening or amongst my podcast guests. So uh, This is great. Seriously, yeah. I wish you the best of luck. I think Thanks, you're going to be now successful. Now i got to have you back in a couple months when the next craft brew comes in. And I'll make sure I stock my you fridge with some Why don't we beers. do a craft brew panel? 
I'm in. Find three. Find two friends. I got two or three people. We we can get somebody from a local. Bo- oh, we're totally doing this. I'm in. All right. I'm in. Cool. That's and what I, I love a, about this. It's and I get a space. place to escape all my kids that live in my house. It's a beautiful thing. There you go. How many kids live in your house? Uh, I have my two daughters are with us okay. part time. My four year old son's there all the time. Okay. My stepdaughter and her boyfriend are there all the time. So we go 23, 15, 12, and four and a half. Yeah. I'm one of five and I. No, that's, nice Irish Catholic family? Uh, no, not Irish, Polish. Polish Catholic, yeah. Polish Catholic, yeah. I don't believe in God or anything like that, but yeah. Raised Polish Catholic. So, all right, guys. Until next time, love you all, and uh, we'll see you on the next episode. Thanks, Harrison. Bye-bye. Alrighty, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Brutally Honest Podcast. Always appreciate the shit out of you guys for subscribing. If you haven't already, smash that subscribe button. Like it. Comment on it. Share it out with your friends. Tell your next door neighbor about it. Give it to your kids. I don't care what you got to do. Just let people know about it. I really, I really, really, really would appreciate that. Um, BrutallyHonestPodcast.com. You can get the latest and greatest. Subscribe to the newsletter. All that jazz. And, uh... Yeah, I told you about my new ventures in life. I don't want to tell you too much because you're going to start hearing it just come up more and more in podcasts um, as I break into the social media world uh, more and more and grow my business. Um, and that's it. You know, for the OGs that have been here since day one, thanks for supporting. You know, you're not going to be forgotten ever. And uh, for the people that are just getting on board, you guys uh, are near and dear to my heart too. I promise you. But until the next time, Scott. Always a pleasure. Thank you so much for being on the show. And I will see you guys on the next episode. Peace.